0: I was only 26 when I moved home, 27. I couldn't believe
1: it when someone told me a little (laughs) bit about it. I was like, what? (laughs) Wow.
0: Yeah, so I was like a kid.
1: Rachel Jacobson. Native Omaha, and is it, Rachel?
0: Yep, I grew up here. Went to college in Illinois, then lived in New York after college, and then moved back. So I've been back here since I moved home to start Film Streams in 2005.
1: Yes, we met long ago, but I remember when you came back to do Film Streams, I was very impressed. I thought, oh, this is a perfect thing that Omaha needs. How long were you in New York City for?
0: I lived there 2000 to 2005. So I was there during 9-11. Yes. And were you there then too? I
1: sure was. Yes.
0: Yeah. And no, I was having my early 20s and having a great time generally.
1: Right. I remember <laughs> most I also, of it.
0: <laughs> I do remember a lot of it, but I also had this idea that it would come come back to Omaha someday and start this nonprofit cinema. So I had a great example in Film Forum for a business model. And I worked in nonprofit fundraising for theater for a new audience and for WMYC. So really learned a lot out there. But my first job when I was out there when I was 22 was at Miramax Films under Harvey and Bob. So that was intense. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. I would guess. Do you have any idea of, of any of the nefarious things going on, or was that hidden from you your know, purview? All,
0: but it was just like the most toxic culture you could ever imagine. And it's funny that this 22 year old from Nebraska, when I had no idea what the real world was like, and here's this company that I really valorized because sure. Pulp Fiction that we saw it in Indian Hills. And
1: yeah, <laughs> English was, patient. Uh,
0: yeah, they were winning all the Oscars, Shakespeare in Love, and all that stuff. And it was just a really intense, like yelling and screaming and generally misogynistic culture. I didn't know the extent of it, but sure. I knew it was bad.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, even the whole time you were out there, you had it in the back of your mind about coming back home and. Doing something like Film Streams, or exactly what Film Streams was.
0: Yeah, because it was really lucky. Because actually, the reason, so since I went to University of Illinois, all my friends were moving to Chicago, and so I was going to move to Chicago, but my sister was going to take summer school at NYU, and so she handed me this brochure for continuing education programs. And she was like, You should take one of these classes because you're an English and political science major. You don't really know what you want to do next. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's good. And I, was like, well, and I was like, Well, I do know that I want to someday start a cinema in Omaha because I had taken all these film classes in college and was really passionate about that stuff and was coming home and not seeing the kind of stuff I wanted to see in the theaters and no one had a repertory classic film program here and so i knew i wanted to do that so i ended up signing up for this month-long course at NYU and arts administration and it was just it was random but it ended up being the perfect thing because i really wrote the entire business plan for film streams and the mission that is still the mission today. It was to enhance the cultural environment through the presentation and discussion of film as art. And I learned as a liberal arts major, we don't really learn the nuts and bolts of how to do the work. And I believe, I'm very proud to have been a liberal arts major. I love the critical thinking skills and I would encourage anyone to do it, but it was my first chance at learning, oh, here's how the, a nonprofit organization functions. And it was taught by the finance director at the American Ballet Theater and the marketing director at the public theater and all these nonprofit arts professionals. And they taught us about what it means to be a mission-based arts organization. And I conceived of the education program, film history and criticism for high school students and in that program and looked at Film Forum as a really strong model. So It was a really great experience. And then I had to get some job experience. But it was great because I had this framework. And then the entire time I was trying, I knew what I needed to learn in order to do what I wanted to do.
1: Why did you go to the University of Illinois? It
0: was funny. My dad was good friends with Dean Larry Raefel, who was at Creighton. And he was the dean of the law school at Creighton. And I was good friends with his daughter, Sarah, at Central High School. And so Larry just... They were both encouraging us to go to big state schools, and Larry was doing a Midwestern tour of Big Ten schools, so I just went with them. Sarah and I both ended up at Illinois because we just loved it, and it was a great school. If I were to do it over again now, I probably would have done a East Coast school. I had a great experience, and I had really diverse friends and fun people and great teachers, and... It was good and illinois had great film history and criticism classes too. documentary and french film and okay. i took all sorts of film classes which were great
1: yeah i wondered if they had maybe a specialty program that is interesting so did you go straight from illinois to the nyu program yeah okay. i
0: did and then spending a month there i just fell in love with the city and decided to move there instead of chicago and sure. so, yeah
1: and so yeah. did nyu lead to miramax then
0: Not not directly but that summer i actually went to see an adam mcgoyne film at this gallery in soho with some friends and the founder and executive director was introducing herself to everyone as we were coming in and so i just had some resumes in my bag i handed her a resume and she ended up hiring me so i worked there for that summer and i had a great time but meanwhile i had a group of friends who had all graduated from Penn a year ahead of me, and they were all had a lot of friends in the city. And one of them had a friend who, it was like the, the, my resume just got passed along. Yeah. And it, this is 2000. It was Boomtown. So it was just a friend to friend. And, yep. and somehow that got me an interview. Wow. <laughs> but, uh...
1: And then when you have an experience at Miramax, aside from the infamous elements of it, but just your personal experience and witnessing how the sausage was made, did it change your perspective as far as how you wanted to develop what you wanted to develop? Or was it just strictly from a personal, I don't want to have this in my environment eventually be like that? Or what did you take from that that you applied to the development of film streams and your personal goals?
0: I think the biggest thing was that it just felt like it was all about money and celebrity, and I was really expecting to meet people who were as passionate about film as I was, and I still have a friend that I'm in touch with from there who was really into film, but most people just... You know, they just saw it as a business and they just didn't care about. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's what it was. So I just realized that I was too mission oriented in my idea of what I wanted to do for a career to work in commercial film. It just wasn't for me. And I wanted to work with people who valued the work in the same way that I did. So that definitely oriented me even more towards nonprofit and a nonprofit world.
1: I'm sure it had to have been a little disappointing that you're like, if Miramax isn't in it for the art, at least yeah. somewhat, and who is and nobody is. That's yeah. uh, spoiler alert, everybody, if that's all any of them care about, unfortunately, but so then well, how, not everybody. Exception. Yes. Yeah. And then speaking of one, I would say Alexander Payne. How were yeah. you in his orbit and how did you guys come to know each other?
0: I was really lucky. So my last three years in New York, I was working at WMYC, which is the big public radio station there. And this is roundabout to Alexander. But I met Kurt Anderson. Kurt yeah. hosted 360 on WMYC, And I... Tucked him in the elevator a few times. I was like, I'm from Omaha and like, oh, okay, whatever. And then when my friends from Saddle Creek Records wanted to build the concert venue and they were like, you should come home and do this, start up your thing. I emailed Kurt. I was like, I just gave, I gave six months notice at WMIC. I loved that place so much. Yeah. Um, but I said, this is what I'm working on. Would you want to talk about it? And he was totally open to it. So he was our first advisory board member. And then I moved home in June of 2005 and just started meeting with everyone I could. And everyone I would meet with would give me a list of 10 or 15 names of people that I should talk to. Everyone was so generous. And one of those people early on, of course, was Todd Simon. And he's the head of Omaha Steaks, who's a huge art supporter here. And he, in our meeting, called Alexander sell and just said, I'm with this woman who's going to start this nonprofit cinema here and I think you should talk to her. And then I think Susie Buffett also called him because I had met with her. And so I think between the two of them and Kurt's name and the Saddle Creek thing and all of that together, he finally called me. And I remember Filmstream's phone number is still 402 933 that was my number in my little dundee apartment (laughs) (laughs) wow and i remember he called and left a message on i have a straight up answering machine still in 2005 we still have landlines i remember those yes (laughs) and he left a message and then when i finally got in touch with him And he wrote me a great email, too. He actually forwarded me the first email I sent him a few years ago. It was fun to see. I'm sure. But then when he called me, he was calling from Cannes. He was calling from the film festival, I think. Oh, wow. I think, yeah, and my voice was shaking. I was so nervous. and. But then he was like, we're going to meet up next time in town. And we met up at Travado's and we just, he was so kind and so awesome and so excited about what we're doing. And he was just like, I want to help. How can I help? What can I do? And I said, you can join the board. And he said, okay. And I said, you can give money. And he said, okay. And he said, and you can curate our first film series. And he said, I'll do it. (laughs) So he did it all. And he was really a co-founder. Like he was so engaged with it all. was just wonderful he invited me there's a film archive in rochester called the george eastman house the kodak guy and they've got a huge archive of 35 millimeter prints and he had become friends with the curator so he invited me for a weekend with him and his friends while the theater was still being built And we just watched movies from eight in the morning until eleven at night from the archive. Wow. For the weekend. And it was so cool. There's nothing before nineteen fifty-five, I don't think. So it was a really cool experience and all stuff that was impossible to get. You could write a book.
1: That's a whole separate NYU course you could teach, I'm sure, just after that.
0: (laughs) Seriously. Like you're saying, he is real deal cares very deeply about film. He's a true cinephile, and he, he loves the art form. And he loves Omaha. Film Streams isn't just about film. It's about Omaha, too. It's about our partnerships that are placed in the cultural environment. It's about how we can build community around film. And so I think he got that right away and loved it.
1: You'd have to say that was the dream start for Film Streams. How could it have gone better almost, right? Or, or... I
0: mean yeah and I've gotta to mention too, my late father was really supportive of everything from the beginning, and he was our first board chair and he was just super high energy around it and loved the idea of me coming home, but also loved movies and had served on a lot of nonprofit boards and so he really did a great job of recruiting people, uh, helping to recruit people to the board and helping to fundraise and stuff like that in a way that made it fun and engaging and really. Drew people in for their talents and their passion. And that was an awesome model. And we still, to this day, Film Streams still has an incredible board. And we're so lucky for that. Like when you have a nonprofit board that cares that deeply and is that engaged, that's the secret sauce that makes it work.
1: All right. Rachel Jacobs said, Thank you so much for the time. Really enjoyed it.
0: Thanks, Tony.